Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're, uh, believe it or not, the end of the month, and it's just really amazing how fast it's going, but it's also amazing how the weather's changing. I mean, I mean, it was cold, and now it's going to get warm for uh, three, four days. We are not complaining about that, but I want to remind you over at redpillprints.com, they have a page for Standard for the Truth gear, and they've been adding to it. You guys, it's, it's over two dozen items that you can get from winter hats, sweatshirts, uh, hoodies, T-shirts, long sleeve. They've got coffee mugs with the Stand Up for the Truth logo. They've got uh, a really nice water bottle. Uh, they've got a candle there with the Stand Up for the Truth logo. That's actually out of stock right now. But um, I'm looking at that hooded sweatshirt. I got a nice uh, light blue, and the color and the logo came out so nice. I just want to direct you to that. You don't need to remember the website. You just need to go to StandUpForTheTruth.com. And up at the top, there's one word you're going to look for, and that would be merch, merch. Click on that. That will take you directly to our friends at Red Pill Prince. And they do this. We don't have anything in-house here at the ministry. They take care of everything, and we get the proceeds from what is sold. It's really amazing. They found us. They came to us. They listened to the podcast. They happen to be from Canada, Christians in Canada. There are, and there are some strong ones, but just a minority. So, um, you can support poor us indirectly and support them and get some cool gear to wear to uh, just tell everybody about the podcast because it's because of you that the podcast is growing. It's nothing that we're doing. We are extremely limited. All right, we're going to get to a new article that I've been working on for this week, and that would be something that's alarming and disturbing. Every 24 hours, a teacher is arrested for child sex crimes. Probably That's probably even not... Even the right, there's probably more than that, but these are the ones that are coming out in some local news. Media nationally will not report on it. So we're going to talk about that. Over 270 at this point. We're also going to talk about the fact that Family Friendly has been hijacked. They've changed meanings of words because they're getting away the left, those who would promote evil. Evil is being called good, good is being called evil today. Those who are promoting, and they change the words. They've changed the word, you know, truth. They've changed family-friendly. Um, so we're going to talk about that, and thank God there are some that are speaking out and saying, wait a minute. Now, this is context of a drag show, so we're going to actually quote what we can from a woman who stood up at a school board meeting. Said, and the, sco- the school board was actually promoting a fr- family-friendly drag show in with the Halloween event, Right. I mean, it's it's all demonic. But anyway, we're going to talk about that later in the podcast. Also, um, there's another story we're going to get to eventually. And this, I'll just share this headline before we move on and introduce Jelaine Appling again. Um, British Parliament okayed two-year prison term for people praying outside abortion clinics. You heard me right. Two-year prison term. Peaceful citizens now risk jail time for the simple act of praying in public and offering to help women in need who are confused, young women, pregnant, um, scared. So Parliament has literally just criminalized compassion and prayer. So it's a dark day over there um, (laughs) for democracy and basic civil liberties. We don't have to talk about that because I just read the headline. So let's bring in Jelaine Appling. We reported on the attack, the abortion activist attack on her clinic, the terrorist attack where they threw a Molotov cocktail into her office back the morning of Mother's Day, or the day, right around that time. This was back in May. We're going to get an update now and find out how many people have been arrested. So Jelaine Appling, of course, is uh, the president of Wisconsin Family Council and Wisconsin Family Action and she's been busy, busy, busy since the late 1990s. And we are so thankful for, for, for her voice working to preserve faith, family, and religious freedom. Julaine, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. 
Oh, wonderful to be back with you, David. And I don't know that we're thankful for my voice today. <laughs> well, well, you're getting over being sick, and that's okay. Pe- yeah. People understand. So God bless you, friends. Pray for Jelaine's health and uh, in every way that God would bless her spirit, soul, and body. So, Jelaine, the first thing, we're going to talk about the election today. We're going to talk about what thinking clearly after Roe, meaning after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, you put out a Wisconsin Family Action Legislative Scorecard. We'll talk about that for Wisconsin friends. Also, there's some headlines we need to get to, including Planned Parenthood hitting the road, equipping RVs with, um, I call them uh, mobile murder mobiles. But we'll talk about that. First of all, though, your offices were attacked, firebombed, um, in May, with June, July, August, September, October, Five months going on six months in, in a few weeks. So who was arrested? I know you even offered a $5,000 reward uh, in Madison or anyone that would bring information. So give us an update on how many people were arrested and uh, what's the status. Well, David, I'll be glad to do that. I want to say one thing about all the things that you said as you were leading into the program today. I am so excited to be here for such a time as this. I am incredibly grateful that I get to shed light on all of this and that I get to talk with good friends like you and know that you are out there doing the same thing. We serve a great God, and he's got us here for a purpose. Yes, we and, do. Um, you know, I don't understand it all. And, you know, we've, we've had this attack on our office. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they, you know, we became the kind of the uh, focal point of it. So um, with that said, the I can answer your question very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Zero. No one's been arrested. Wait a no minute. No one has been. I know. It's Don't hard you, to believe. The, even on your building, it said, I mean, Jane's Revenge, did, did they not take responsibility for that attack? They did. They took responsibility. Uh, the attack happened on Sunday morning. And by, I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday, maybe Tuesday, um, they issued a statement. By the way, the from what we've been told, and we've been told precious little, but Jane's Revenge is coming. The, the emails and things and the the internet communications are coming out of the country. That that was my understanding, and and so they sent out this statement saying, "Yeah, we did that, and we're going to do more." Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, they said, you know, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Uh, so just to remind the audience, say, look, uh, somebody early in the morning on May 8th took two Molotov cocktails, uh, launched them into our office. They didn't detonate quite exactly like they wanted them to, so they set a fire, mm-hmm. right? And so that was May 8th. The last that I heard anything at the from the law enforcement of any level asking me, giving me an update or anything – directly was middle, was early june they came to our office oh my goodness the, yeah from the local police um, well it gets better david they came to my office and had well they called me and said can we come to your office we need to do dna swabs on all of your team i said really and now they'd already called many of them and asked and kind of interrogated them by wow the well and it made sense to me and so look we're not anti-law enforcement so I didn't require anybody on the team to do it, but I said, here's what they want to do. They want to do elimination DNA. If they, they, the ATF is a responsible party for the physical evidence that was removed from my office. And if they find DNA on, on, on there and they say, oh, well, this DNA matches Jelaine's. Well, that would make sense. It's her office <laughs> or, you know, it matches another team member. Okay. Right. I said, okay. So they came and did that. I, I didn't hear a word from him, not a word from him after that. I, I heard once from the FBI, I believe it was like towards the end of May, they called to check on a phone number. Never heard from an ATF at mm-hmm. all. Never got any report. I, I've never got a single report almost six months into this, David, on the contents or any of the DNA that they took of the physical evidence. So, So about a month ago, we issued an open records request to the Madison Police Department. And I got an answer back about two weeks later saying, well, um, it's going to take us six to eight weeks to comply if we can comply. And, oh, by the way, the person sent me the email said, I don't even know if this is an active case. Mm -hmm. So 
Last week, wow. I got a response from the police department. This gal who is, she's kind of the PR person, right? Mm-hmm. She said, um, we are denying your open records request. This is an active and ongoing um, case. And here's what she said to me. If you want information about this case, you should call us. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> on one level, I'm not surprised by that. Because, but on another level, I, I mm. recoil from that because mm. we're the victims, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They bombed my office, David. I just yesterday, literally yesterday morning, had my desk put back, a desk put together and my computer desk put together and my computer moved in there. I've been in an office in another part of our suite for these last five going on six months. Hmm. Um, Last week, they finished up the rebuild of my office and put the carpet down. So that's why I was able to begin putting things back in the office, right? The, The office was not usable. And I'm supposed to, if I want information, it's on me to get the information from law enforcement. I don't know. Maybe that's standard protocol, you know, protocol and procedure. I don't know. Um, it just, it just sounds, I don't know. It sounds like a lame answer to me. I, I, because it is. I'll, maybe law enforcement people listening will say, no, that's standard procedure for us. If the victim wants information, they should contact us. Okay, fine. Well. Doesn't sound right to me because there are now about a hundred other situations mm-hmm. around the country where this has happened, right? And some to some degree. I checked with um, I've I've been over the last couple of weeks, especially I've been dealing with some national news media who have been inquiring about this, and they've been looking at all these situations and wondering what's happening. Mm. I asked them, "Have you heard of anyone?" who has been arrested, taken in for questioning, apprehended anything on any of these attacks on pro-life organizations or pregnancy care centers. And by the way, just to make sure everybody knows, David, you use the word clinic relative to us, but we we really aren't a clinic. Oh, okay, that was a mistake, yeah. So so we're a public policy group. But they told me no, nobody's been arrested. So we had the Reverend Jim Harden on from uh, Buffalo, New York, Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Their their offices were attacked, bombed right after yours, I think weeks after, by abortion terrorists. And um, it was an act of domestic terrorism captured by security cameras. The FBI has not made an arrest. And this exposes the corrupt Biden, Democrats, and so-called Department of Justice. And if this doesn't make us angry, friends, and cause us to try to raise awareness about this, I don't know. We're talking about two different tiers uh, of, of justice here in our country. And he actually reminded us there was a case in Michigan where one single Planned Parenthood was apparently someone put through a Duraflame log up on the roof and right. it caught, caught fire. It took four days for them to track down not only the person who did it, but they found out where they bought the log. They did an investigation. It took them four days to arrest somebody. That was one single case. So, Julian, if your office was a Planned Parenthood, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We would have moved on and someone would have been in prison. Your thoughts? Well, well absolutely. I said that all along. Um, well, Scripture tells us truth is slain in the streets, right? Mm. And an a, a important component of truth is justice, and and justice is slain in the streets too. This is not a, this is a selective justice. We knew from the get go that if they did not actively pursue the people who did this to us, there would be multiple replications of it around the country. I begged law enforcement to move very quickly to avoid that happening. Mm. They they just they completely ignored us that what what there's so many things that are amazing about this david so they attacked us because of our work specifically of our of our anti-abortion if you will i prefer to say pro-life work Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. okay tomorrow it could be our position on marriage or our position on family or our position on religious freedom but right now we're talking about life all of this is about at the core of it the right to kill an unborn baby all and the you know 
the arrest of people who are pro-life people, who are doing their best to stand up for life. It's about, it's about the right for somebody to say, I want to kill a child before that child is, is born. That, that at the basis and most basic level is just breathtaking. Yes. And this is what they're openly fighting for and promoting in practically every Democrat candidate campaign across the country. These are the, that's the left marching orders that abortion is a sacrament to the Democrat party. Julaine, uh, Jim Harden's uh, footage from the security cameras have not been returned to him to the point where he, he said, we learned a lesson. We should have never turned those over because they can't get them back. Now they are suing their own city police to get the footage back. Did you guys have security footage? And if, if so, did they find anything or did you turn those over? You know what, David? I, here we are located in Madison and our office is on the main road to the Dane County Airport, right? So there's quite a bit of traffic there. Um, I, when we moved in, I, maybe I should be embarrassed to say this. I never even thought about was the building, did the building have external security cameras? I guess I made some assumptions. They did not. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And, and they told us. Now, again, I'm at the mercy of what I'm being told. Mm-hmm. But they told us that there were no surrounding buildings that had cameras either. And apparently there was one camera somewhere where they caught a picture of a person going through the parking lot on a bicycle. But they said, well, you know, that's not that's not possibly related to it or whatever. I don't know. I, I hate to be uh, making the assumption at this point that I've well, but but I was let me back that up just a little bit. I was assured that this would be active, aggressive and ongoing. Hmm. I've not seen action. I've not seen ongoing. And I've certainly not seen aggressive investigation. So right. at, at any level, I mean, we're talking ATF, FBI and, and local Madison Pol- hmm. uh, Police Department. And um, they are treating this as if, you know, it was I don't know, somebody let a firecracker in the middle of the street or something. Yeah. It, it really is amazing. And you and over a hundred cases, whether that be pro-life pregnancy centers, family organizations, or even churches that have been vandalized or uh, arson attacks. And this is something we've never seen in our country in the United States before with our law enforcement, with our constitution, with the protections we have. We should be able to have free speech and believe whatever we want and stand up for biblical values and try to protect life like these pro-life pregnancy centers are doing. But the left has done a hit job as far as the campaign of lies saying they don't really help women and all that. We don't have time to get into that right now, but I want to go to an article by the Federalist. We only have two minutes left in this segment. But the FBI publicly has indicted 22 pro-lifers, but yet no, as we mentioned and emphasized, no pregnancy center or church arsonists have been brought in for questioning or arrested that we know of. But this is the Biden FBI. The Democrats are, you mentioned earlier, they may be overplaying their hand again, and I don't think they care. But I wanted to let you respond to that because here the FBI is now in this, and this is just to intimidate people leading up to the midterms. I believe that's part of it. Your thoughts, Julaine? Well, obviously, it's about that. They believe they can win on the abortion issue, that the the voters of this country are willing to put abortion above crime, above parental rights, above access to education and what's happening in education and above inflation and the economy. Right. And the economy. I mean, but but honestly, David, every poll and every survey we look at those three things, crime, inflation and education remain at the top of the voters' minds. Mm-hmm. So, but, but they are banking everything on the fact that abortion, seen as a reproductive right, mm-hmm. as health care, and, and, and they know how to manipulate the language. They are masters at this, yep. right? And, and, they're, and they're putting all their eggs in that basket. And they're willing, they're willing at this point to say, okay, we're going to up the ante by going out and arresting people who are... Um, in, uh, in the at clinics at abortion clinics around the country and are praying or are trying to do you know kind of what we do rescues or at least talking to the women and letting them know their alternatives we're going to arrest them under 
uh, you know, under a, I think that the face law goes back to 1994 or something. Um, and that that's somehow going to help them. But but I want to quickly say, as you close out this segment, none of this should surprise us. Yep. Satan is alive and well. He is working to, to uh, stamp out truth, but he'll never be successful. That's right. Amen. We win in the end. Actually, truth wins in the end. And if you believe in Jesus and we're saved, we have an amazing future to look forward to. Jelaine Appling is our guest. Make sure to check out wifamilycouncil.org. A lot more coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Julian Appling is our guest, and the good news is I read a recent poll in the news. Over three-quarter of the voters in uh, how many states did they poll? Six states um, support pro-life legislation, while only 19% support a candidate stand allowing abortion until birth, which is the radical uh, Democrat stand for the most part. But pro-life is a winning issue. And I don't know. I hope you are right, Jelaine. And I I know the Democrats have overplayed their hand. And uh, I hope the midterms show something for what these polls are saying. But let's go before we move on to elections and uh, what you put out with the Wisconsin Family Action Legislative Scorecard. Um, Mark Houck, um, God bless him, he uh, was arrested, the first to be arrested out of 22 now, um, and it, it says, uh, he quoted him, first, be not afraid, what's happening to me is a good thing, it's a way to know you're in God's will, uh, when they come after you and persecute you, you know you're in the will of God, and my wife and my children, my seven babies, we have great trust in the Lord, so don't be afraid, stand in the gap, that's where you're called to be as men. And he says this as he could be facing, I think, 11 years uh, in prison, uh, which is astounding uh, because of the FACE Act. So brief comments on Mark Houck before we move on to the midterms, Jelaine. Well, if if, if there's anything that should get our attention as citizens and, I hope, voters, it's that kind of situation right there. I, I, when I heard about it, I was stunned. And yet, on one level, David, I just wasn't surprised. We've been set up for this kind of thing. Mm. But praise God that a man of Mark's integrity has been willing to come out and make these kinds of statements and say, look, yes, we're being persecuted for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this, and by the way, he mentioned in particular, this is what male leadership, strong male leadership looks like. Um, you know, and, here he was out there with his boys doing this, you know, this pro-life work. So I think we need to pray for that family. We need to pray that mm-hmm. justice will truly be done. And that, uh, but that I, I also pray that it will be a wake up call to people all across this country. That was real. And it's going to continue unless we have leadership in place at all levels of government that mm-hmm. have a different worldview. Yes. Amen. It's, it's, yeah. So, um, Jelaine, we need to move on because of time. Um, you've sent out a lot of great information to voters, or <laughs> I hope, you know, Christians and voting in the up- upcoming midterms. Um, can you just share a little bit about if people want to get the information for Wisconsin or I know other states they can get it too because we have a lot of listeners online from different states. But first of all, just tell us a little bit about how they can get more of this. Well, I do want to say, as I, as I talked about that, David, I'm glad you mentioned other states. Because we're a state family policy council, and there are, I think, 37 or 38 other states around the country that are doing the same thing we're doing, basically. And they're going to have similar resources, right? Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things we have is we have a, um, a voter information publication that for Wisconsin has a U.S. Senate race, the gubernatorial race and the attorney general race on an educational comparison on about five or six issues for each of those various races. Um, That's suitable for churches, by the way. We have been sending out a number of those. Uh, We also did under Wisconsin Family Action, not specifically for the election, but it might help people be informed, a legislative scorecard. Now that looks at all of the people that have been serving in our state a Senate and Assembly over this last two-year session on about 11 different issues, 11 different bills that they um, were considering, uh, 
all kinds of different issues. And we scored them according to our position on those bills. So everybody gets a percentage score. Hmm. Um, and that, that sometimes can be very helpful as people look at incumbents who are on the ballot. Uh, we, we also have a, uh, five, a, a little flyer about honoring God with your vote. David, our, our chief concern right now, I guess it's kind of twofold. Number one, if the people of God stay in the pews and don't go to the polls, we're going to continue to have the kinds of things you and I have been talking about earlier in the show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The people of God need to take seriously their dual citizenship. Please. Dual citizenship in heaven and on earth. Good citizenship in heaven demands that I am a good steward of the opportunities I have as a citizen of a republic, which is a participatory form of government. We the people, are not that's not just the first three words of the Constitution. It is a concept. It is a reality that we are the government. And when we don't act like it, we get what we deserve. Mm-hmm. So we designed a whole program, if you will, about honoring God in an election. What does that look like? So this flyer has five biblical concepts for why we as Christians should be involved in government, including why we should vote. And, um, you know, I won't go through all those, but that's available at wifamilycouncil.org. Actually, there's a whole pastor's toolkit on there, David. Mm -hmm. That's great, because pastors need this information. They need to get it to their people. Okay, Jillian, I don't know if you can hear me. We just had a weird, really weird uh, sound in the connection. We didn't hear that the last 15 seconds or so. There was some sort of uh, glitch in the phone line. But repeat what you just said, please. Uh, we have a pastor's toolkit that has all kinds of materials that pastors can use to educate their people. Not, not about politics, not about candidates, not about parties, but about honoring God with our vote mm. and getting involved in these basic, um, in these basic issues. Uh, we, we, the people as Christians, nobody really should care more than we do about the direction of our country, mm. because one of the things that st- is at stake and, and nobody should miss this, David, is the ability for Q90 to stay on the air, mm, the yes. ability for Wisconsin Family Council, Wisconsin Family Action to keep doing what we're doing. If you don't think they're gunning for us, guess again. They are. Why would they bomb my office if they loved me and thought I had every right? to do what I'm doing. Why would they bomb us? Can we they talk hate us? Yes. And can we talk about the level of intolerance toward the biblical <laughs> worldview now because 10 well let's just say 20 years ago we could just say well yeah I don't agree with you let's agree to disagree but I understand you have the right to believe what you believe leftist and you have the right to even speak it and talk about it and campaign and vote for candidates that you know want to take down take down America. But at the same time, what they're saying is, well, th- what they've gradually said through the years is, well, you you have the right to believe it, but you better not speak it, and you certainly better not live it out in public. And now they're attacking those who do. Would that be accurate to say? Well, it is, but David, it's it's, it's certainly accurate. But every year that we graduate a class of 18-year-olds from our government schools who have spent um, 13 years or maybe even 14 with 4K now mm-hmm. years in the public system being indoctrinated day after day after day after day, hour after hour after hour, aggressively, intentionally. Why are we surprised? Mm. We, we, exactly. We're reaping. We, we're reaping what we've sowed. We, we've sown to the to the whirlwind and we're weeping. The, we're reaping the whirlwind. Yes. Uh, th- this is about a worldview that has been forced and intentionally uh, fed, if you will, to several generations now. Yep. And they are acting consistently with their worldview. Our problem is they are more dedicated to their worldview than we are. That is one of the more profound things I've heard all week, Julian Appling, that they are more dedicated to their worldview than we are Two hours, meaning the biblical worldview. I think we can uh, we can leave it at that. But uh, just your final encouragement to Christians who are voting, and of course we have more listeners online, I think, than we do locally and regionally. So your vo- your encouragement to get Christians to go out and vote true biblical values, regardless of what they're hearing in the polls or the media. 
Shut out the polls and the media. <laughs> Don't listen to the ads. Mm. Keep your set your face like Flint on truth. Do your homework. Find the candidates that best match up with your values. Don't look for perfect. You're not going to find it. Look for at least better and ask God to lead and guide you into where you need to, to where you need to be on the candidates that are going to be on your ballot. And then make the effort to go vote. Don't sit it out. This is a time for the soldiers of Christ to arise. Go to those polls. Take the action and vote so that we can pass a lit torch of liberty onto the next generation. We have no idea how long God's going to tarry the coming of Jesus Christ. And until then, we need to be faithful stewards of the liberties, the opportunities that we have. Amen. Julian Applin, God bless you, bring you to full strength. And thanks for your time, your voice, and all the important work you do, sister. Oh, love you guys. Pray love for you, you and and keep up the good work. We'll talk soon, I hope. Thank you. We do right. too. All right, guys, make sure you can go check out our website, wifamilycouncil.org. Also, so we support Wisconsin Family Action. Uh, I can encourage you to visit the website. I encourage you to pray for her and her organization. I cannot say endorse or support that. Obviously, we're nonprofit, but I do personally. A lot of people here do at the ministry. So, now, what she said about the left being more committed to their worldview, every 24 hours, a teacher is arrested for child sex crimes. We're going to talk about that. Also, California, the university system in California, is now going to provide, quote, medical abortions next year. That's the entire system, and that is how many a huge, massive college system, the University of California system, across that state, and we're going to talk about that as well, plus the mother who lit things up when she stood up at a school board meeting and said, you have redefined family-friendly, and you are pimps. You're pimping out our kids, and talking about the drag shows that are being promoted in schools. Um, Some schools, not all, and I have to be very careful. I'm thankful for Pastor Kevin Minsky earlier this week saying, you know, sometimes we put a blanket on, you know, all teachers or all schools or even all Democrats. But anyway, you support uh, what you are and you endorse the platform that you are running on. And that's, you know, even if you don't support everything, why run on that platform if you don't believe everything it stands for? But so this before we get to this story, which is very disturbing. Um, so California schools, the University of California system is going to provide, you can take a pill, and it works to remove the pregnancy. They don't call it a baby or a child or a fetus. They'll just call it a pregnancy, or they'll call it, uh, what did Whoopi Goldberg say? The, the toxic substance that's in your system, that's abortion. That's a child, right? But they're saying a baby in the womb. Whoopi Goldberg says it's toxic. You just get it out of your system. Just how, how heartless, callous. But so let me just give you a couple stats here. As universities are going to now provide pills for young girls and college-age girls, the ambulance calls responding to abortion pill injuries have risen 64% since 2019. Now, this is a study from the U.K. So, again, ambulance calls responding to women, young girls that are injured by taking the abortion pill which they're going to provide for college campuses now in California and possibly other states are going to take that and run with it. It's increased. Injuries have increased 64% in three years. The next headline, another study. Now, this is in the U.S. uh, Shows abortion pill ER visits are skyrocketing. Chemical abortions pose a 22% greater risk of ER visit for any reason and a 53% greater risk of ER visit for an abortion-related reason. Did you hear that? So the stats, uh, you can't argue with the facts and the stats, but you can ignore them, and that's what California is doing. So their whole university system starting next year, and that's just a couple months away, it's going to provide abortion pills. Isn't that nice? So I'm, I'm being sarcastic. So... Briefly, we just have uh, four minutes left in this segment. 
So we're going to just touch on this article. We'll probably have to pick it up on the other side of this break. But it's it's a, a disturbing story you won't hear reported by most Marxist media outlets in America. Public school teachers have been arrested for child sex crimes this year. The number is 270 and counting this year alone. And you heard that right, arrested for child sex crimes. The media won't touch this story. Um, K through 12 educators we're talking about, K through 12. They've been arrested on child sex crimes. Is there a correlation between, I don't know, the number of uh, teachers that are now identifying as homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender? Is there a correlation which Julian Appling appropriately stated that the left is more committed to their worldview and promoting this deviancy, this religion of sex, this new sexual revolution? They're more committed to that than the right, we or Christians, conservatives, Republicans, independents who don't believe in in sexualizing our children. Are they more committed? I think the answer would be yes. We would have to say yes. An article I will not have time to get to is called The Church's Silence is Hurting Young People. And I think I'll just let you think about that headline. The Church's Silence is Hurting Young People. I think the young people are being hurt the most. But in this story, as it continues, 74% of these arrests involved alleged sex crimes committed by teachers against students. The charges range from grooming to raping underage children. Now, we know Democrat teachers unions have kept worked to keep many of these facts under wraps. They don't allow whatever they can to get out to the media. They're, of course, wanting to you know, not really let that truth get out. But what did they do? They continue to demand more funding, more tax dollars for education. And now, friends, I think, are we finally at the point where we've got to put the word education in quotation marks, air quotes, when you talk about education? Can we finally agree to do that? Okay, good. Let's move on. The list of educators arrested for sex crimes contains four principals so far this year, four principals, two assistant principals, 20 teachers' aides, 226 teachers, including 17 substitute teachers. And the analysis um, shows districts across the country. The scary thing is the fact many arrests involving teachers are not reported by the media. So the the number is likely even higher than what we have here in this report. You can go to harbingersdaily.com and look at my brand new article, Alarming and Disturbing. Every 24 hours, a teacher is arrested for child sex crimes. Report reveals. If this story was about the Evangelical Christian Church or the Roman Catholic Church, it would be news across the country. More on Standard for the Truth. We're going to talk about what family-friendly is when we come back. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. I encourage you to follow Chris Rufo, Christopher Rufo at City Journal. He's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, and he asks a great question. How many children need to be sexually abused by teachers before you consider it a crisis? We're at 270 right now this year alone. How many children need to be sexually abused by teachers before you consider it a crisis? Apparently, the last time the U.S. Department of Education did a report on this problem was nearly 20 years ago. At the risk of stating the obvious, those teachers, these teachers are simply acting on sexual desires and sinful impulses that have been promoted and normalized by Hollywood, social media, school books, the Democrat Party, sexualized curriculum in the classroom, and the left is more committed to their worldview than we are to our worldview because it's playing out in the public square and in your children's classrooms. Thank you, for Christopher Rufo. Um, yeah, he said the number of teachers arrested for ch- child sex abuse is just the tip of the iceberg, much as it was for the Catholic Church. Remember that? the Prior to the widespread exposure and investigation in the early 2000s, I reported on that. Uh, I think, I don't know, about five, six years ago, they did a report in Pennsylvania. They found an astounding number of priests that have abused or molested young boys, some girls, but mostly boys. And even you had a cardinal in the Catholic Church admitting there's a, they had a problem with homosexuality in the Catholic Church. Hello? All right, so now in the school system, but it's a school system, so we can't report on that. 
media won't touch that because they don't want to report anything negative about the Democrat Party or the Democrat-controlled teachers' unions or the Democrat-run education system, the government-controlled system in America. I say that, and, and I'm not putting everybody in that same basket, and I always have to parenthetically insert, I come from a family of teachers, my mom, my dad, 30 years in education, both sisters, uh, an, an uncle, a cousin. The system is not the same as it was in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and we'll just stop right there because it's been hijacked by the left, and I think you know that, but I think Americans are too slow to wake up to it. So um, just a few examples uh, in Michigan, former principal. Uh, this guy taught in multiple public schools, by the way. He was charged with first-degree c- criminal sexual conduct and accused of sexually assaulting at least 15 boys during his career. A Texas middle school teacher, middle school, was investigated earlier this year. Allegations of misconduct involving a student they let him return to the classroom. And then they found out more, and he was charged with two counts of indecency with a child by sexual contact, put on administrative leave, paid administrative leave. Uh, months later, when the district investigated, now finally a Baltimore man. These are just three examples, and we're at 270 cases this year. Example number three, Baltimore a man arrested, uh, accused of impregnating a 14-year-old former student and having sexual rela- relationships with multiple minors since 2009, including an 8-year-old student. The pervert has been charged with rape, numerous accounts of second-degree assault, and various sex offenses. Uh, tragically, friends, we could list more, uh, cases like this every day, but we don't because we don't want to continue to focus on the demonic and what's happening, but again, the left is committed to their cause. Some of these people, I'm not saying they're victims, these sex abusers. I'm not saying they're victims, but they are a product of their environment, aren't they? Like Julian Appling said, rightly so, it's been generations now where this is what's been promoted within the system, the radical sex education, and we need to move on because we're running out of time. But that article is at harbingersdaily.com. So the left will refuse to retreat on their radical LGBTQ propaganda as well. Um, yeah, this is a problem. It's a problem. Pornographic. Here's a solution, though. Pornographic and sexually explicit content must no longer be permitted in the classroom and in the school library. Is that too much to ask? Because it affects the teachers, too, that are looking at this stuff before they teach it. Doesn't it? It, it, This is not rocket science. This is you reap what you sow, land. It's a biblical concept. You reap what you sow. He who sows to the Spirit, the things of God, the things of the Spirit. He who sows to the flesh, the things of the flesh. We are reaping what we're sowing in our culture. So it's no surprise, 42,000 minors, according to a recent report, were diagnosed with gender dysphoria last year because of what's been promoted in the last five years. So let's move on. Thank God here um, over in Dearborn, Michigan, which is really controlled you know, by Muslims and um, uh, apparently mostly peaceful. Um, so not anymore. Hundreds of Muslims shut down a school board meeting. Why? LGBTQ content, book controversies. And they're in there shouting. I saw the video, vote them out, vote them out. My question, even to Muslims, where have you been? If you're a Muslim in the Middle East, you refer to the United States as the great Satan because we are the number one exporter of pornography and perversion around the world. So we're known as the great Satan. Muslims in America, where have you been? Christian moms and dads at these school board meetings, where have you been? I don't need to get into that whole story, but finally, uh, this is the fight we've been waiting for. People of other faiths need to speak up as well. So i got to mention this story. It's encouraging. I even saw Tucker Carlson interview this woman. Brittany Mayer, I think is her name. But she went to a school board meeting in Encinitas, California, and she went off challenging her school board to explain what they mean about family-friendly in regard to a Halloween event and a drag show combined. So you got the occult, you got Satan worship, you got demonic 
things like that, celebrating Halloween, and you've got the drag. You've got a man dressing up. Let me just, I'm just going to quote her, and if this was audio, we would be bleeping out some of the language. She said, we need to start to stand up and use the words that we know what they mean. They are pimping out our kids. It's all over the nation now, and she's in California, right? We need to use these words and call it like it is. So she said, what is it? She said, we're done mincing words. And this is the Encinitas Union, the school district in California. No wonder we have a problem in our culture with uh, child porn and sex trafficking. But she said this, what is it about a grown man? And I honestly, sincerely as a woman, mean this. What is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs, busting out a leather miniskirt, barely covering his twerking bottom, having duct tape on his front, spreading his fish-netted legs as he writhes on the ground, forgive the graphic content here, friends, but grinding his groin next to minors, and it's called family-friendly? But don't turn off the radio. Please don't shut off this podcast. This is what they're doing. And this is what they're talking with kids about in the classroom. And I didn't even get remotely graphic compared to what they're doing in the classrooms and the books that are available in the school libraries and what they're being told for for sex education. So if you're offended at all by what I'm talking about, then good. Then I know you're really offended at what the public schools have been doing. And I know you will say something. Right? Well, she was not impressed. But thank God, there are some that are really, they're not, like she said, they're not mincing words anymore. Um, (laughs) This all boils down, again, to the Democrat teachers' unions and the school boards. And they do not like parents that are engaged and are active, that are keeping up with their kids, what what stuff they're getting in public schools, what they're being taught, the books they bring home. They don't like parents that are paying attention. And they certainly don't like parents who are going to attend these school board meetings and who are speaking out. The more parents get upset about this, the more school boards seem to double down, though. This is astounding. That means they've overplayed their hand and they're just saying, ah, don't, we don't care who knows it anymore. The left will. They can't explain why drag shows have become the focal point of comprehensive sexual education. It started in a little small town school, or small, small town library, public library getting some of our taxpayer funding there, right? But the Drag Queen Story Hour started there, didn't it? And now this has become one of the cornerstones of the progressive agenda. But some parents say it's inappropriate and their kids should not be indoctrinated with this garbage. Uh, Those parents that are, are, are you taking action on this? Are you speaking out about this? Are you trying to raise awareness about this? Parents who don't believe this is biblical or moral or appropriate. We're talking about the sexualization of children that if a man or woman in a public park were to read some of these same things out loud to a child, they would be arrested. Can you, do you understand this problem, we, this disconnect we have? A person out in public saying these same things or dressing the same way and asking kids to put a dollar in their G-string or, hey, touch me or whatever, or, or here, let me read this graphic sex scene from this book supposedly you know, promoting anti-bullying in the public schools. So this is an appropriate book, right? Talking about sexual encounters, if you were to read that to a child on a public sidewalk or at a, on a park bench, <laughs> you would be arrested. Why are they allowed to do it in the public school system? Okay, one more. This article changing gears a little bit. This this is about protecting children. A landmark trial just began over in Arkansas. Um, Arkansas has a ban on gender-altering procedures for minors, uh, prohibiting doctors from providing gender hormone treatment, puberty blockers, or surgery to minors. That means anyone under 18 if the law takes effect, doctors who violate this ban and abuse minors could lose their license. Um, Arkansas was the first state 
to enact such a ban, you might be thinking, why do we need to state by state? Why do we need to play politics with this? Because they are coming after our children and they will not relent. They will not stop. That's how evil these people are. Understand this. Okay, please understand this. Um, CBN News reported the Biden administration is doing everything it legally can to push gender change procedures for children. But the FDA even warned of serious side effects effects caused by puberty blockers. And some medical groups, like the American Medical Association, oppose the bans. Do you hear this? The Ameri- now, this one, the American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, appeared to backpedal, saying that the vast majority of children, they're concerned about that, um, they do not recommend medical treatment or surgery. So the, you've got the medical profession, so to speak, kind of battling each other now on this. It's, it's, it's just really amazing. This is Romans 1. God gave them over to a depraved mind. There is this delusion where you cannot see the truth and you cannot discern anymore truth from error. Those with the Holy Spirit, thank God, we can. But the FDA even announced a couple months ago puberty blockers known as these um, hormone agents, if injected into children, could cause swelling of the brain, headache, blurred or loss of vision, tinnitus, dizziness, and nausea. These are hormone blockers. These are what they're using to kids, tens of thousands, from what I understand, kids across the country, and they're being affirmed by the Democrat Party. Not everybody, but most, because they have to. Otherwise, they would not be in the Democrat Party if you go against one of the (laughs) perverted planks. I'll just say it, friends. You know how I feel. I'm not saying Republicans are angels. I don't support every Republican. I'm a Christian first, constitutionalist, conservative, and um, I just have not been given the opportunity um, in my lifetime to vote for a pro-life, pro-protect the children, do not have porn and graphic sex stuff in the public schools, um, a pro-marriage between one man and one woman, Democrat. I've not had the opportunity to vote for such an animal. In my in my voting years. So let's talk more about this at another time. But currently three other states, Alabama, Arizona, and Texas, have passed laws barring gender-altering procedures for children and adolescents experiencing gender dysphoria. And as I said before, friends, the number is, uh, they come up last year, the number 40, 42,000. 42,000 now children are confused. Because that's the message that they're hearing. Why? Because the left has been more committed to their unbiblical worldview than we have been committed to promoting our worldview. I pray to God that changes. Let's pray together in Jesus' name where two or more are gathered. Let's pray in Jesus' name. The the church of Jesus Christ and the remnant Bible-believing Christians will be more committed to promoting our worldview, living it out loud, and not being ashamed of the gospel and not backing down and being silent. Tomorrow, Dr. Andy Woods back with us. Uh, We will be talking about midterm elections and how to vote biblically. What does that mean? We hear that a lot. We'll talk about that with a, a great pastor I admire. And God bless you. As always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.